recorded live. Well, it's Sunday night, 10 p.m., and since we do review shows, and if anyone's listening, well, welcome to Great Movies, AC Blaze and the crew. I'm AC Blaze. I am Mock Red. All right, right. Good, good, good. Well, we're here, so let's not disappoint. Tonight, we're going to be reviewing Doctor Strange, the new film from... I'm coming, my friend. Oh, I mean, I've been waiting. This is the only film I've been waiting for all year. Right, exactly. Civil War was good. Uh, All the other Batman and Superman was all right. There wasn't really great films, so... Yeah, all all right, really. uh, (laughs) That's actually uh, being nice about it. Yeah, well, you know, I actually saw it a few more times, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed Batman, at least, not Superman. I think right. the new Batman film is going to be, everybody says it's shaky looking. I think Ben Affleck's probably going to be my favorite Batman. Right now it's Michael Keaton. But, yeah, uh, uh, right, but, you know, let, let's, let, let's wait to judge. I mean, it was the same thing when... Um, Everyone first uh, reacted when Ben Affleck was going to be Batman. They 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 automatically uh, linked him to Daredevil, and um, I always had that wait and see approach. Yes, uh, he was the best part of Batman v Superman, especially towards the end with the big fight scene against the uh, the random thugs, quote unquote. But um, as far as standalone, I'm not going to say anything yet until I see it. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it, I'm already going to give it before I see it, just based on Batfleck, I'm already going to give it 6 out of 10, just because I know that Ben Affleck will put his all. He's a great director, he's a hell of a writer. I think that yeah. he knows how much pressure he's under. Right, exactly. If, if, he, if he stands his ground <clears throat> against the studio, then we're looking at hopefully a great movie. If not, then... You know, we, like I said, we'll just have to wait and see. I mean, look what happened uh, to change gears for a second with uh, Deadpool 2. The the director got a swell head because his first movie, which is which was Deadpool, was a huge success, not realizing that that movie was Ryan Reynolds' baby. This character is Ryan Reynolds' baby. He gets a swell head because he makes a great movie, um, and now he's gone. Yeah, and unfortunately... You know, Tim Miller's a great visual effects director. That's what he does. But we don't need a great visual effects director to make a great movie. Deadpool's all in the writing, baby. So Rhett exactly. Reese is still on it. As long as Rhett Reese is still writing this, um, we'll be fine. You keep the yeah. same writers, we'll be fine. Give me a new director, I'm not really scared. Because not right. That's, the director's job is to direct the actors. And you know what? The first Deadpool is an easy film to make. It was all in one was all takes place in one day, basically. One day, right? With, with the with the occasional flashbacks. origin flashbacks. Yeah. But yeah, so, the, the main the main story more. was yeah, basically taking over a a twenty four hour period. Yeah. So, I mean, would would another director do better? No, because I I feel for the first film you had to take off all the gloves, and I think Tim Miller took off all the gloves. He didn't do what the studio wanted to do, which is great, and they made a great film. Hopefully right. Ryan Reynolds does it again and doesn't listen to what the studio wants to do and does what he wants to do and makes it look good. And I think that's what um, 
that's what this is, at least with Deadpool's concern. Ryan Reynolds stuck to his uh, t- stuck to his guns with the first movie, um, kept the R rating, kept all the 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 gore, the violence, the 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 crude humor, which is basically what Deadpool is all about. You cannot have a PG thirteen Deadpool movie. You can't. It has to be rated R. He stuck to his guns, and and this is what we got. So as long as uh, the the studio heads know their role and realize what the first one did for them, they should be in good shape. Ah. Well, actually, you know what? I don't know if you know, but the guy who brought up the whole rumor about Batman did apologize. And okay, here's, here's what he said. The two executives I was having dinner with were relating the problems they had heard about the script from people working on the Batman project. That's all. I know no one involved with the Batman movie, and I didn't realize that my comments would make it into a into the Ringer piece, or else I would have cited that particular movie. I have no idea what the Batman script is like, and I regret that it came off as if I was disparaging the project. Another reason to be careful during interviews. Okay. Right. Now, that so that was Brett Easton Ellis who had talked about how the script was a mess and that international audiences are still going to see it anyway. All right? Mm-hmm. So just just letting you know that maybe that was all just talk, basically. Okay. Well, that, it's that, all just talk. You know what? That, that puts my mind at ease a little bit because, yeah, that was that was the big thing. And, and, and like we discussed in private before the show, um, it's funny how even though that was just a rumor – that turned out to hopefully be false. We basically believed it because of the previous DC movies. Well, the studio just the studio failed us. It failed mm-hmm. more than once. I don't know if it's on purpose. I don't know. I mean, it's 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 one of those things where I just think they don't get it. Marvel Studios, which we'll talk about much later. Marvel Studios gets it. They get their audience. They give us what we want to see. They take characters that I, I could barely read a comic book about, except for Guardians of the Galaxy. I was actually a Guardians fan. I can, one of the guys I can say I actually read Guardians of the Galaxy. But they took other characters, like Doctor Strange and Ant-Man. I like Doctor Strange. I've, been, you know, I've liked him since I was a little kid, but I wasn't a big fan where I was like, oh, i got to rush out for Doctor Strange. No, whenever I saw him in his big cape, I was like, ah, okay, right. I'm not going to read his comic book. But I respect him, and I respect what he does. Exactly. And Marvel knows how to give you a good film. Now, when I watch all the DC separate films in the DC bullshit universe, Green Lantern, absolutely the worst film, not the worst DC could have made, because if I just call in any of the DC universe the worst DC film ever made, still Batman Forever. I mean, Batman versus Robin. Yeah, Batman Nothing. and Robin. Yeah, but but Batman Forever is, is, is a very Batman. close second. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, actually, the, the close second is Green Lantern and Batman Forever. Right. Well, the, thing is, the thing is, what, what you're talking about as far as um, bringing out characters that we, you know, we really don't care about, or not so much care about, but yeah, I mean, actually, yeah, care about. Look we're not gonna, they, yeah, they, we're not going to rush and get the comics. Right, look what they did with Phase 1, though, when you think about it. Iron Man, the Hulk, okay, you know, people know about the Hulk, but Thor and, and Captain America, Black Widow, um, and Hawkeye, I mean, these are people that we wouldn't, we wouldn't uh, you know, look twice at a comic rack. 
correction, correction, correction. Thor, Hulk, Captain America. Those guys sell comics. Black Widow, but, Hawkeye don't sell comics. Right, but now, I mean, they make a terrible this, group, this group is basically the B team of the Avengers. You know, so who's the when A you, team? When you, think, when you think of Marvel, though, when you think of Marvel, you think of Spider Man, you think of Wolverine, you think yeah, of Spider Man and Wolverine. They're the B team of the Avengers. They're they're the B team. Now they they're, are. They're, like, Marvel, Marvel, the, the the MCU made them the B team. That's the thing. Prior to it. You know, we all thought of Spider-Man as basically Marvel's uh, Marvel's go-to guy, and Sony an dropped wise. the ball. Not an Avenger-wise. No, but I'm I'm talking about movie-wise. Oh no, movie-wise, Spider-Man was the shit. He was the number one. He was the he, right. Spider-Man was the the god of of superhero movies. Without Spider-Man, right. we wouldn't have the Marvel universe. Exactly. Without Blade, technically without Blade, we would have had the Marvel Universe. Blade was a successful Marvel, the first successful Marvel film. Right. Then Spider-Man. And Hulk, unfortunately. Even though Hulk was terrible, the first Hulk was terrible. Yeah. It still made a lot of money. And Marvel was like, we got to start making films. And back then, they, they didn't have a cinematic universe, which is what they made the mistake of what DC made. The DC had Superman Returns, and they had a Batman and a Superman Returns in the same year, one year after the next. 2005, Batman begins. 2006, Superman Returns, but they're on different universes. Right, but what, what Marvel's mistake was, and what DC actually was smart, even though they're not showing it, is that DC kept all their heroes for you know, yeah, cinematic they universe. Kept the right Marvel, you know, if, I'm WB. sure Marvel realized... If Marvel knew then what they know now, there's no way Fox Jeez. and Sony would would get their hands on, on um, Spider Man and X Men and well, Marvel still goes you know, right to the '80s though. They sold those rights well before they thought they were going to make. Because remember, Roger Corman was making the he made the Fantastic Four film. Right, he was the, making the, 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 yeah, the, the, yeah, right, and the cap the, the cheesy Captain America movie back in like 1990, yeah, yeah. I think it was. I don't know if that was Roger Corman, but. Was that Roger Corbin? I think that was just an independent I'm not sure, if it, was, I'm not sure if it was him. I'm just generalizing as far as they did try making superhero movies way back in the day. Yeah, I Captain America had, had, technology. had a sequel. Right. They, they had that have, one or the second one. Right. But then they made another one with the dude from The Revenge of the Nerds. What, they made a third Captain America movie? It was kind of, I guess you could consider it a reboot. But was they only made one... one with the Red Skull, except the Red Skull looked nothing like the Red Skull. Wait, there are three Captain America movies or two? I know there's only two. There's three. Right. There, oh, there was God. one, I think, back in the, the 70s, right? There was, in the 70s, there were the TV movie ones. Yes, three of them. Right. But then there was one, in, the, in, in I believe it was like 1990 or something like that. Where they, yeah, Matt they Salinger. Went, yes, that, that's who it is. Yeah, Matt Salinger was Captain America, and Ronnie Cox was in the film. I, I've seen it. I own it on tape. I've seen it a bunch of times. Right. I actually like that one. I actually, for 1991, that was actually, 1990, that was actually a pretty damn good film for Captain America. It was cheesy as all yeah. hell, but when you're 10 years old, that's pretty cool. Right. I mean, I can't, there's nothing I can say bad about it. Marvel had no... They, they weren't even franchises back then. They they were just like, hey, let's make a movie that goes direct to DVD, direct to... I'm sorry, direct to tape, 
and it's called Captain America. Because right, you well, saw I, they I had think Punisher, they were to... Captain America. Right, yeah, the the one with Dolph Lundgren, the the, the Punisher yeah. one. I think they were just seeing that, that because the Tim Burton's Batman was such a great success that maybe exactly, exactly. maybe they could throw their hat in the ring. Not not as much of a big bu- budget, obviously, because like you said, it was direct to video. Um, but you know, it, it wasn't it wasn't as popular, nowhere near as popular as the superhero genre is today. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, even in the 2000s when they started the whole run with, and in, in 1998 with Blade, and 2000 with X Men, the first movie, yeah. 2002 with Spider Man, the first movie. And then 2004 with Spider-Man 2, they created a monster, but they did, they were so scared to make these same universes. They, they didn't want characters to interact. Like when I was watching Blade 1, 2, and 3, by Blade 2 and 3, the first thing I thought was, if you want to make more money, go ahead and put in the, 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 the Midnight Suns. Add in Wolverine. Add in Ghost Rider. Put in Carnage. Put in Venom. Uh, in the Midnight Suns, and then uh, there's another one with Venom, Wolverine, like Ghost Rider, Venom, and Wolverine. Put in those team ups, and they, they were just they didn't do it. They were like, oh no, Blade Two's gonna have nobody that you know. Oh, Blade Two. You, you have to Venom remember team. too, up up until up until recently, comic book movies were really considered as a joke. Yeah, of course nobody, they were. Right, nobody nobody really took them seriously. I mean, yes, Batman had the uh, the more darker tone, and that was really uh, the step up. That was he's basically the god. That movie's basically the godfather of superhero movies. Even though it took close to twenty years later for them to really take superhero movies seriously, with the yeah. exception of Spider Man, because it is Spider Man. Like like you said, he is the be all and end all of 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 Marvel. Um, you know, nobody really cared. You know, no, yes, Tim had, Burton was the reason. Yeah. Tim Burton's Batman is the reason superhero movies make money. Right. And he's you know, we got to thank Tim Burton, even though it's DC. we got to thank him for making such a cool version of The Dark Knight that superhero movies finally started kicking up gear and taking themselves a little more seriously. Exactly. Than his campy, cheesy adaptations. And, 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 and much props to Michael Keaton for, for hitting it out of the ballpark. Because yeah. you remember, too, and this is way before the Internet uh, was the Internet. There was no Internet back in 1988, 89. It's but called the newspaper. Yeah, exactly. Or, or people actually had to write letters to the studios. But um, the fact of the matter is, is people were, were in an uproar that, my, that Mr. Mom was going to play Batman. Oh, yeah. Michael Keaton was... Was yeah, known yeah. as a comedic actor, but he—I mean—he he brought it up to another level, saying, "Hey, you know what? I got range," and and <laughs> boy, was he right. Yeah, um, well, I'm glad they picked him. I don't—I don't think he's the first cast choice either. I, there was somebody else that was the first cast choice before Keaton, actually. Well, but, Bill Murray was supposed to be Batman at one point. They would oh talk my that Lord. He, he was going to be uh, Batman. How the hell that? Number one, Bill Murray doesn't have enough hair to play any character. I yeah, love but, Bill but Murray. Michael but Michael Keaton was actually wearing a piece during that movie. Oh. That really? wasn't Michael Keaton's real hair. Oh. Well, thanks for ruining my freaking childhood. Well, you know what? I, I always thought that, that was real hair. Well, I mean, um, Bill Murray, this would be his, his version of Batman. He'd be like, hey, so, uh, so uh, I'm Batman. 
you know, and <laughs> I'm probably going to yeah, have to take you out now because I'm he would, he would deadpan it. You know, he, he most of his stuff is just strictly deadpan type of humor, exactly. monotonous. You know, he, he, he raises it a little bit up and down, but, you know, he – but – but, but you know what? You never know because, like I said, Michael Keaton was known for uh, strictly co- uh, comedic roles, and look what he did. I don't know if Bill Murray would be as great as, as Michael Keaton as Batman. We'll never know. You're right. I mean, I, I do think he won't be anything close to it. Based on Bill Murray's body of work, he's an excellent, excellent, excellent dramatic actor. Yes. Could he be Bruce Wayne? Yes. Could he be Batman and do good at it? No. Just well, we don't. Point, we don't know. We, we just don't to know. Point Academy Award winning actor Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer couldn't even pull off a good Batman. And Val Kilmer was awesome. That was when Val Kilmer was still in his prime. If yes, he could, I, I if actually he could be read, a bad Batman. I actually read. Um, a couple of articles way back in the day that he just didn't want, he didn't want to do it. He did it for the sake of doing it. And it obviously shows, but for Val Kilmer, um, the blame can't all go on him strictly because of look at the script, look at the direction. Um, would Val Kilmer have been a better Batman than Tim Burton's Batman? That's what you have to ask yourself too. Uh, what do you mean? The answer is already there. Would he have been a better one? Obviously not, because he wasn't. He was the follow-up to Tim Burton's Batman, and he didn't even hold a candle. It wasn't right. even close. Yeah, but but like I said, this, the the script and and everything was totally different from Tim Burton's Batman. It was cheesier. It was lamer. Gotham City yeah. just looked completely different. Um, well, that's that's because of your idiot, Joel Schumacher. Yeah, exa- exactly. He doesn't exactly. understand anything. Joel Schumacher yeah. is as bad as Brian Singer. They they get a bunch yeah. of movie deals with the same character, but they don't know the source material. Yeah, you you got to add Michael Bay in that too, who just basically explosions. No, 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 no. I've I've learned a lot about Michael Bay, and I take back half the stuff I ever said about the guy. I take back about Michael Bay. Well, that that's you. Me, personally, um, I go back to uh, the Samsung Expo in 2014, I believe it was, or 2015, where the guy could not even explain why he makes yeah. it. I don't care, you know I don't care if there was a teleprompter genius. error. You should know off the top of your head why you make movies. Oh, I'm not even picture, blame him. I can picture Michael Bay making a rom-com where Michael the guy Bay and the girl is, finally Michael Bay is actually a brilliant brilliant director. He That's doesn't understand his source material. He doesn't understand that he's over He's over the top. It's Transformers. It's a fucking kids movie. It's made for kids and adults 40 and under. That's it. And all you have to do is a few things to make us happy. Instead, you gave me Bad Boys meets Transformers, basically. It meets Pearl Harbor, meets Armageddon, meets The Rock. Every action film he ever meets Battleship, every action film he's ever wanted to do, he did with Transformers. Now, I thought it was really cool. Now, there's other things. Like, you have to study Michael Bay. If you read studies on Michael Bay and papers on Michael Bay, the guy, you know, I used to discredit him. The guy's a genius. He is a genius director. He knows what he wants. He gets what he wants. His angles, the way he does things, 
it's really hard to duplicate what he does. Now, yes, he is this king of ridiculous explosions for no reason and scenes that don't need to be there and unnecessary everything. But Michael Bay is still, when you look at lists of top directors in the world of all time, Michael Bay does go on the top 50 of that list. Top 50 to top 100. They actually, people actually, credited people credit him. You know, and I changed my mind about him. Yes, okay, is well, this shit ridiculous? I, yeah. wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily call him a genius. No, that's not my though. opinion. This is not my no, opinion. Well, this is from the well, top you, filmmakers opinion, in the world. It's your opinion for calling the man, the man a genius. No, it's not. This is, this is actually from the top filmmakers in the world. Read their papers about Michael Bay. Okay. These are from film professors and top filmmakers that are his peers speak about Michael Bay. Not AC. Okay. Yeah. Well, my personal know. opinion. My personal opinion is after I studied him, yes, I see what they're talking about. But before, I was trashing Michael Bay because I'm like, oh, this guy's just he covers bad directing with a bunch of explosions, and I was wrong. Because if you once you watch the studies on Michael Bay. You're gonna be like, wow, the guy is—he 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 is, he is actually really smart. He is actually there's a method to his madness. It's just no one understands it because they're too busy looking at all the dumb explosions for no reason. But that's just—that's—you're not a filmmaker, so it's a different story for you. You're just an observer. When you're a filmmaker, you can understand why Michael Bay does what he does. But when you're just a film watcher and observer, then this guy's a complete fucking idiot. That's why. Okay. Then I'll leave that at Michael. I'll leave that there with Michael Bay. But we have to go back to the whole reason for DC and Marvel movies. Yes. So the whole, I mean, we give props because we have to say Batman is the reason we give props. But Batman isn't the reason because we have to go back even further to the film that is still considered one of the one of the top three best sequels of all time, and the reason why superhero movies are awesome is actually Richard Donner's 1970. Superman two, yeah. Superman two. Mm-hmm. Superman two is the reason why we have awesome superhero movies. Superman one is boring, and it was great for its time. It's a very boring film. I can't get through it. Superman three is boring. It's hard for me to get through it. Superman Wait, 4 is one even of the worst films Superman. ever made. Superman 4 was, was atrocious. Yeah, I'm sorry, Christopher Reeve. I know you're still rolling around, and I say rolling around in your grave on your wheelchair, and I don't <laughs> mean it to be funny. <laughs> don't mean it to be funny. But, <laughs> but it was funny. <laughs> thank you. But, but I mean, Chris, we all know that Superman 4 goes right next to Ghost Rider 2, Green Lantern, Batman and Robin Batman is one of the forever, worst Batman films, and Robin, yeah. films ever made. It's yeah. definitely I mean, I Superman honestly think they should have right stopped after two. They should have stopped after two. Yeah. I mean, you hit your peak at two. Two is, two is still awesome. I can watch it every time and still get chills and still feel bad for Superman. It was so well done. And the only thing that can get close to Superman 2 is Spider-Man 2. Those are the only two yeah. sequels that ever in superhero movies that were touching and well done and well, well acted uh, and well put Dark, together. Dark Knight technically was a sequel since it was a uh, you know a total reboot of the trilogy. Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, and The Dark Knight Rises. True. The Dark Knight. I mean that that was 
There's your part little, two. Can, little bad can be said about the Dark Knight as far as a superhero movie goes. That that movie True. was just fantastically done. Direction, action, everything, cinematography, everything yeah. was on point. Story, the characters, yes, and that's it's yeah. definitely one of the best sequels. Definitely a top sequel ever made, and I mean it'll always be remembered. Hey, of course, it's going to be so hard to top that. I mean, as Dark Knight, every time you talk about Batman, I mean, yeah. Dark Knight's the best of the Batman films ever made. Yeah, we were all <laughs> invested in Heath Ledger's Joker. What was he yeah. going to do? What was we his still method? are. What was, his, what was his, versions of, his version of the Joker's method to his madness? And what kills me is that we'll never get to ever see anything else again. That's yeah. it. That's the only performance we get. And it's like every time I watch it, I soak it up every time. I soak up every second of that Joker because it sucks because I was like, man, I'll never, ever get to see what he would have done in a sequel when they, would, when they really unleashed the Joker. They didn't unleash him. They right, well, him there, were plans, there were plans exactly. for the Dark Knight Rises for him because the, the early rumor was that they were going to recast him the rumor was that Johnny Depp was going to play the the Joker. Johnny I don't Depp know how real. I don't yeah. know how real. Right, that 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 rumor was. I'm glad they they didn't go that route. But yeah, they, I mean, they, there's a reason why they kept him alive. Yeah, of course, there's reasons. I mean, you you get it's, it's Batman's nemesis. But we're not going to yeah. drop him off a building this time. And he only lasts right. one movie. No. That was the one thing, man. I was nine years old watching that film, and I remember when he died, I turned to my mom and like, the Joker doesn't die. The Joker lives just as long as Batman does. I go, he's right. died many times, but you can't kill the Joker off. That's the number one villain. It's like, what else is there to live for? I know the then, one gripe the whole, I always had. The whole Batman doesn't kill, too. That, that was, uh, you know... That, that, oh, was, that well, was stretched yeah. thin with Tim Burton's with Tim Burton's movies. Yeah, but all of a sudden it was stretched thin. But all of a sudden it became canon, and that became right. stupid because everybody now became the Batman doesn't kill Batman. It's like no. To me, if you are a superhero, you're going to kill. I mean, all hats off to the Punisher because the Punisher, you know, he doesn't give a shit. I'm gonna blow you up. I'm going to kill you. Because if yeah. you're going to destroy a city or destroy the world, yes, I'm going to kill you. I'm not going to let you live. Put you in Arkham so you can do the same thing four months later. He's the epitome of shoot first, ask questions later. And, and it's oh, awesome. yeah. especially the way they portrayed him earlier this year in the, the Netflix Daredevil series. I mean, yes. it was so well. He's getting his own series, which I can't wait for. I'm so looking forward to that. He was very well done. I thought Lexia Alexander did a good job with her version of the uh, Punisher. Mm-hmm. I really thought that version of Punisher was actually badass with Ray, Ray Stevenson playing the Punisher. They gave us the Punisher from the comics. They gave us characters from the comics. That was actually, Punisher Warzone was an awesome film. But the only I problem is that it was awesome I film that many people didn't see. It got horrible reviews. I don't understand why. It, I don't compared know how to the it Thomas got Jane, reviews. Compared to the Thomas Jane yeah. Punisher, that, that Punisher uh, Warzone kicked, kicked ass. Dude, the Thomas Jane Punisher was a, an episode of CW. Yeah. Punisher yeah. Warzone was, was so badass. 
I mean, Looney Bin Jim is one of my favorite characters, and I've never even heard of that guy before. But that actor was so captivated on screen that every movie he did after that, I followed him. Because I was yeah, like, and they this actually guy had a, so they awesome. actually had a, 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 real, a real villain in Jigsaw in that movie. Yeah. And, like, don't give me Howard Saint. The story of Howard Saint in the comic books was stupid to begin with, and it was pointless. And Marvel's, like, Fox is like, yeah, we're going to make a Marvel film. Thomas Jane's the Punisher. I'm like, uh, okay, I can see that. I can yeah. see that happening. And we're going to put John Travolta in it. And we're going to uh, make him Howard okay. Saint. <laughs> and I'm like, Howard Saint? And we're going to put Roy Schneider in it. And we're going to make him his dad. We're going to annihilate his whole entire family in Puerto Rico at a family vacation. I was like, this is yeah. stupid. And I was like, I should have known. And it's going to take place in Tampa, Florida, because there's gangsters in Tampa, Florida. And now <laughs> they're like, all right, all right, this is bullshit. This is bullshit. This takes place in Tampa, Florida. It's ridiculous. I know it's a waste of time. So when I watch it in the theater... Of course, I enjoyed the last 30 minutes. That's it. The last 30 minutes were awesome. Except for that, the whole movie was a waste of my time. Except for the scene with the Russian, of course. The Russian was amazing. And the Russian is a great character in the comic books. And it's so funny because that version of the Russian is is sort of like the version of the Russian from the comic books. Except for the version of the Russian in the comic books, he talks and he taunts. And he's just as brutal. They didn't do a good job with that. But the rest of the movie is stupid. Rebecca remains Stamos' character, even though I know that that is well, based on Welcome Back, Frank. That whole story arc was based on a comic book story arc. They just did it wrong. And you pick the director, Jonathan Hensley or whatever, that guy didn't know what the fuck he was doing. No, excuse my language. He really didn't know what he was doing. Right. And he just was in over his head and gave me a CW version of what the Punisher should be. That's why that movie is PG-13 slash I think it's rated R. <laughs> and I put that in quotation right, right, marks, right. I think it's rated R. Because they don't even know if it was rated R. But then all of a sudden you redeem yourself. And you get back with comic book movies. You give me Punisher Warzone where someone understood the character, made it take place in New York, gave it one of his favorite villains, Jigsaw, mm-hmm. gave him a purpose, made it bloody and violent and rated R, and then no one goes oh, to see it because they, they released it in October. Yeah, and it got an October release, so no one really went to see it, and that's why it didn't do good in the theaters. And no right. one, there was no even advertisement. The only reason I knew that movie was out was I happened to be in the movie theater. I was like, oh, let me go watch a movie. And they were like, oh, Punisher Warzone, it's out? You know, I saw its trailers, but I never knew it was going to be out. And when right. I saw it, I loved it. And then I went and saw it again. I saw it three times in the theater. So I think all the money they made came from me. Well, yeah. I'm, well, I went. I went to see it, and I also have it on Blu-ray. Oh yeah, yeah, I definitely own it. I bought it on DVD. I was like, "Yep, this is the shit." And then all of a sudden, John Berthnall comes and takes the role over. And at first, I didn't agree with a Punisher that has a country accent because he's from New York and he's a New Yorker. His name's Frank Castle. He's a straight New Yorker. Right. They shouldn't right. have a country accent. But you know what? John Barathon did such a good job, and he's such an intense Punisher. You know, I can forgive that. I can forgive the fact that he's a little smaller than what I think the Punisher should be. He doesn't look like an Italian at all. He doesn't sound like a New York Italian. But I can get over that for the fact that he kicks ass, and his his, uh, Netflix series is probably going to be right next to Daredevil Season 2, the best Netflix series made. Yeah. 
four superhero movies is Marvel. Yeah, yeah, I I, I agree. I mean, uh, something that I'm sure <clears throat> stands out with a lot of us was was the jail scene, the the oh, fight scene in, in, in the jail. I mean, that That's was just, that, that was out. brutal, brutal. That every time I watch it, I cringe. It is it's brutal. It's violent. It gets me every time. It's so realistic. It's like these guys know what they are doing. Thank you very much. And, and thank you, Marvel, for not making it they didn't, they didn't go over the top with the violence. Like you just said, they made it they made it look realistic. Like, you know what, that could really that could really happen. Yeah. Yeah. Great choreography, great execution, great acting, great effects. You, I mean you Marvel knows how to do it. Mm-hmm. And speaking of Marvel I think we should get into our topic of Doctor Strange yes, starring indeed. Benjamin Cumberbatch. I can't Benedict say his last Cumberbatch. name. But, I mean, the guy was already a hell of an actor coming in. The guy's done mm-hmm. Star Trek. He's done Sherlock. I mean, name a film. He's been Oscar nominated. I don't really think, he, I don't know if he won. But this guy is an amazing actor. So, you can't lose when Marvel's hiring Oscar nominated actors who are not just fantastic icons as Sherlock and playing Khan and Star Trek. And let, let me stop you. Let me stop you for a second. And this is just what, what I what I, getting back to what we were talking about earlier, as far as superhero movies being taken seriously now, where you have guys like Benedict Cumberbatch, you have guys like Anthony Hopkins, uh, Michael Douglas, Daddy Jr. Yeah, Michael Douglas. All these people that want to be in superhero movies, where if you go back. 10, 15 years ago, they wouldn't be caught dead near the set, let alone in the movie. They wouldn't, because the superhero movies are stupid. Right. Now you're getting now you're getting the top names in Hollywood. The fact that Anthony Hopkins can be in a superhero film just blows my mind. Oscar-winning actor for Hannibal right. Lecter. Yeah. I, don't know, I think he won for Legends of the Fall. I mean, amazing. This guy, when you get talent like that attached, you got Rene Russo, you have all these great names, Natalie Portman. How do you lose? Right. I mean, the fact you got Robert Downey Jr. and he's not on drugs anymore. Yeah. It's like, it's, you know, but that's what they did. Marvel raised the bar so high that we're getting such great actors. I mean, DC, I give DC props because DC stole some of Hollywood's best talent. The fact that you got Lawrence Fishburne and Jeremy Irons in the same movie. It's like yeah. two great dramatic actors, I mean, ahead of their time. Jeremy Irons has always been amazing. Lawrence Fishburne has been amazing since day one. Oh, of you course. You get these actors in the same film, it's like, wow. You know that superhero movies are attracting attention, not just right. for the young talent, but you're getting talent of guys who have done multiple over 80 films, and they don't do bad films. Right. But yeah, yes, I mean, yes, and continuing with 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 Doc, I just wanted to make that point, especially when you were when you were going down uh, the list of accomplishments that 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 Benedict Cumberbatch has. I mean, like you got Deb Benjamin, you got Rachel McAdams, you got Mads Michelson, who's been my favorite actor now for the last four years since I've been watching Hannibal. Um, if you Elvis don't know Quentin. who Mads Michelson is, what? Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton. I mean, and then you got Chitwell Elchafor. It's like, yes. 
How the every act every actor I just listed has been nominated. Chitwell yeah. for Twelve Years a Slave, Tilda yeah. Swinton for oh, I forgot what film she did like ten years ago. I, I know I did too, but but she's, but she's there, definitely she's every up there. Every single person has been nominated: Rachel McAdams, Benjamin. I mean, the, you have an all-star lineup cast, and yeah, how could you lose when these people sign up? When I knew that Chitwell Echafor was signed up for this movie, I'm like, oh, I'm excited. And I know yeah. that he's playing Baron Mordo. I'm like, oh, even better. If you guys yeah, don't know exactly. the Doctor Strange mythology, if you really want to brush up before you watch the movie, it's probably on Netflix, but I, I actually bought it on DVD. There's a Doctor Strange animated feature. Yeah, okay. I remember. That came out a while ago. Yeah, it came out in 2009. It came out after right. the Iron Man animated feature. Right. Marvel released a bunch of animated features now. The Doctor Strange one is the best of all. Next to the Ultimate Avengers is the best of all of them. The Doctor, and that's what actually got me into liking Doctor Strange. Because at first I was like, oh, why would they make an animated feature on this guy? It's just a sorcerer. It's kind of boring. Yeah, I, I, I remember that too. I watched it and I was like, wow, this is really good. Cause the Iron Man one wasn't that great. It was all right. Iron Man was all right. Ultimate Avengers one and two were awesome. And then there's Doctor Strange, and that ends up being the best one. I'm like, this is freaking awesome. But it tells you the story of Doctor Strange from the beginning to when he becomes the Sorcerer Supreme. And the, right. and I was like, okay, so they're going to make a live-action movie. Now, I don't know if they can do such a good job. And you know what? They did. They did better than what I expected. This movie I, I, is a I, I visual agree. treat. It is an absolute visual treat. I mean... Hats off to some of the best acting. The first 30 minutes of this film, the acting is so phenomenal. I mean, there's nothing wrong with this film at all. I laughed and, more and it, in this film it, it than I expected. It starts off quick. That's the thing. You you don't you don't get 20 25 minutes a half hour of just like a boring build up. You know, it basically comes at you within like the first five ten minutes of the movie. They say, "Here's Stephen Strange." Blah blah blah. Yeah. You know he's a, he's a, he's a surgeon. He's brilliant. He's swell headed. Blah blah blah. And then bam, it just takes off. It never stops. There's not one boring part. It's action packed. It's hilarious. Yeah, I laughed uh, so much. Benedict, in Benedict Wong was was great as Wong. Yep. You know, as, as the quote unquote comic relief. As he, yeah, I guess. He's you know, I mean that relief. that was basically you know. Uh, if anyone's familiar, Wong really isn't comic relief in the comics or, or oh, um, serious, you yeah. know, in, in, in the animated movie or even uh, a couple of episodes from the Spider-Man animated series where they had Doctor Strange and Mordo and, 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 and Dormammu in it. Um, <clears throat> you know, they, they portrayed him really, they portrayed them, I should say, really well in, in that brief little uh, story back in the 90s. Oh. Let's see. I I, remember, I I I need to go back to the the older. So you talk about the nineteen ninety six Spider Man. Yeah, the animated series Spider Man from the nineties. Yeah. yeah, that was awesome. I do yeah, remember. A, I don't. I don't. I don't remember the Doctor Strange. I remember him being in it, but I don't remember everybody else. Dormammu. I mean, they would have been in it most likely. Yeah, it was. It was uh, partly like that. Like the plot was that Mary Jane was put under a spell, thinking that. Her father came back when it's actually uh, Mordo and Dormammu that that um, brainwash all these kids um, to steal. Like they stole the uh, 
one of the the wands. Uh, the, I forgot what the which wand it was specifically from the uh, the Sanctum Sanctorium, but um, yeah. it was a really good it was a really good uh, uh, plot because like I think season two. Remember they had all those uh, like ten episodes was just basically one store one big story. Really, I didn't know yeah. that either. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, they actually did a lot of story arcs in there. Like, like the Neogenic Nightmare, they had like part 10 or 11 or yeah. 12, 12 of those, stuff like that. That's the one where he had six arms, right? Right, right. Yeah, But um, that. The thing with Tilda Swinton, people that are familiar with the Doctor Strange comic book knows that the Ancient One is a Tibetan man. Um, yeah. But the way she played it, you wouldn't care. I forgot all about him being yeah. Asian after watching her. She was so right. good. Yeah, e- exactly. She was amazing. Everybody was just so brilliant in it. Really? It was. I it was. A, it was a really. It was a really, really good movie. I, I actually think. I mean, Marvel has made fourteen movies. There's been fourteen movies in the in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I would actually put this movie in the top five. You would? Yeah. All right. I, I, I think I think Captain America, the Winter Soldier, yeah, um, that's number Civil one. War. Number uh, number four. What's that? Yeah, they're, they're, those are mine. Captain America, Winter Soldier, Doctor Strange, Guardian Galaxies, Avengers, Iron Man, and then I can't think of the fifth one. I forgot. I wrote it online. Civil War. Um, no, not even Civil War. I don't put that in my really? top five. No, not in my top five. Okay. Yeah, I don't know why, but it's it's good. I liked it. It's really good as an Avengers 3 movie, but right. I was disappointed. There's so many points that they could have done to make Civil War awesome. I yeah, mean, the but, reason the comic book's so memorable is because of all these accented points, and none of them right. were hit. I know but, they wanted to. But you have to remember movie. too: there, there's only so much you could put in a two-hour, two and a half-hour movie, especially when you don't have all the characters that were involved in the in the comics yeah. before. You know, um, especially especially, especially Reed Richards. Reed Richards Reed was Richards an intricate part Strange of the Civil huge War. Parts of these films, yeah. Doctor Strange had a huge part. He's the reason. He's the one who hides Captain America and the whole crew. Right. Captain it, America. It, exa- exactly. But you know, they they said from the beginning, the Russo brothers said they weren't really going to go with the comics specifically because of that, which is why. And we had this conversation. I had no idea how you could make the Civil War into one movie when it's when it's one of the most iconic stories in in comic yeah. history. I mean, but, it should you know, be they, they three did what movies. they had to do within two and a half hours, and I think I think it was it, it was, was a great. great job. Yeah, for what they did for the characters they had, I just want to I just want to highlight I would have highlighted the fact instead of Scarlet Witch killing those people in the beginning of the movie, they should have mm-hmm. done the, they should have had the new warriors. How hard was it to make up the stupid new warriors? Even if you I, you don't own the they should have owned the rights to them because no one bought the rights to new warriors. And right. have them make I, a mistake where it changed nitro. I, I just, I think it would be too much, especially, see, you're thinking about 
people like us that know the story, it would be confusing as hell for people that have no idea of, with the, you know, it would be confusing as hell basically for casual moviegoers that don't know anything about the uh, What's confusing about having a, a bunch of kids who have a reality show that happen to be superheroes, they chase Nitro into the, bil- in the building, Nitro blows up and kills, kills a church and the random sc- uh, school bus of kids. It that would have sparked more way, emotion. It would take way too long, though, to introduce them, and, and it just... You don't I, have to I, introduce I think, them. Yeah, you, you do. That was the whole reality a, show point. The whole, yeah, but the people, know, people knew who the new warriors were in the comics. Obviously, yeah, but they were they, they so had their own, You know, they had their own comic book for for, for, for longest, and, and then how are you going to introduce... this movie in my head. Right, but... I would have I like, just had the reality, um, quick reality quick reality, a quick guy using the camera from a reality camera, like, yo, this is Speedball from the New Warriors, yo, we're about to go hunt down Nitro, blah, 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 here he is. You don't have to introduce them. You just have to yeah, make it but, look like it's a reality show like, for the who, first who two Who are minutes. they? And then they just disappear? They all died. Remember but that I mean, whole point? I'm talking they about they just, no, I know, no, but I'm saying they just disappear from the cinematic universe after that. I knew they it was going to be fucking from Except for Speedball. Speedball's the only one that didn't die. He became, you know, and that was the easy way to cut those characters out. Yeah, I just, I, I just think, I'm thinking from a casual moviegoer standpoint, and I think it would be too much for them. Because you have all these people that were already invested in, they've had movies, uh, multiple movies by themselves, to, to, to introduce a group of new people. Um, it would probably confuse them. And they do it all the time. Did you not watch Batman, Superman, and Guardians of the Galaxy? Guardians of the Galaxy introduced ten different groups. But it was their movie. Yeah. This is and and it was the the origin origin of them. But it was the origin of them. We're already, you know, like at that time, 13 movies in. You know. Yeah, it would it would have been cool, but again, there there was just so much in so much involved in the comic series of the Civil War. It, there, there's you you couldn't you couldn't do it in one movie. All right, agreed. So tell me about how you felt about Doctor Strange. Um, like I said, I thought it was great from beginning to end. Um, I agree with you. It was action packed. It was hilarious. Um. No, I'm not spoiling anything for people that haven't seen it. As usual with a Marvel movie, you have to wait till the end credits. There are two post-credit scenes. Um, yep. It was nice Always. to see that one individual in in, in one of them. Um, yeah. But like I said, it was just it, it it was it was such a great. Like I said, it was it was part. It, it's it's in my top five now. That's how that's how much I loved Doctor Strange. The, the too. Story, I, mean, I couldn't the find anything wrong with it. kept you going. There, there, there weren't any boring uh, plot holes or anything like that. You know how some movies, you know, about halfway through, it dies down a little bit. Oh, yeah. um, and the, the visual effects in this movie, you have to see it in 3D. It's the only way to see this movie. Especially yeah. during the climax of the movie. And even even prior to the climax, it has that inception feel to it a little bit. Um, yeah, it's, it's a visual it, it, treat. Yeah, it, it, exactly. I I saw it 
in IMAX 3D. I know you said you saw it. Now, now let me ask you a question. The difference between seeing it regu- in, in regular and 3D, what was the difference for you? Um, the, I saw it the first time regular. So right. the difference to me was I was, I was, I was like, Number one, I was wowed. Number one, no, no matter what. And when I went to see it the next day in 3D, I was just—it was just like so much for me to try to take in. I'm like, oh my god, there's so much happening on screen. I, I mean, it's amazing. It's—I can watch this movie five times in 3D and still see something new every time because there's so much going on that I couldn't catch it all. I couldn't take it all in. <laughs> And you know there are Easter eggs all around the movie. I, I have I didn't spot. You know it, it's like you said, it, it's something that you're gonna have to see a few times to spot it. And you I have caught to know the Dormammu Easter egg. I caught Dormammu early. I saw the eyes of Dormammu. I knew that. Right. I couldn't find any other except for Avengers Tower in the beginning. I couldn't find any other Easter eggs. I tried. Well, appar- apparently there's a bunch. I I I saw a. a I didn't see it itself, but I saw, like, the title. I think it was, like, 31 different Easter eggs in this movie. I mean, I looked for them, because, you know, I know a lot about Doctor Strange. Right. And I, I actually, as I was watching the movie with my friend, I picked, I was like, oh, man, as soon as he picked up the Eye of Agamotto, I was like, oh, there's the Eye of Agamotto, the Saint right. of Santorum. And, you know, I knew, I know all that stuff about him. So I was looking for other Easter eggs, like, I don't, they went by those masks. There were two of the same masks. Those Easter eggs are for real hardcore Doctor Strange fans. When they first go through the Sanctum the Sanct Santorum, um, when they're going through that, all those artifacts probably have some shit to do with the comic books that I don't even know about. I know right. Doctor Strange from, from um, I know I started reading Doctor Strange at, during Civil Wars when I became a fan fan. And, uh, and so about 2008, when Civil War came out, they, had, they, they all hit out with Doctor Strange. And I was like, oh, man, there's so much cool stuff about him. So I started reading about him. And that's, so I've only been a fan of him for less than 10 years. But um, there's, there's the hardcore fans that they gave them. There's probably lots of Easter eggs that I couldn't pick out. The only Easter eggs I picked out were the early shots of the Aya Agamotto. Um, obviously, I knew he – I knew – there was there are certain art, relics and artifacts that were in there that are part of the of the Doctor Strange comic book universe. Um, I I predicted Dormammu was in this movie. I knew that. Oh, I, I kind of figured that much too. I knew they wouldn't show him in the trailer. I knew Mads Mikkelsen wasn't the main villain. I right. mean, I knew he was good because I didn't even know the guy's name. Probably the name from the comics. I don't know, but I knew that. If you're going to do Doctor Strange and it's going to be visually beautiful, you're going to have Dora Mambu. I thought Dora right. Mambu would have and, been and, more and that, intimidating. And that fight scene, that, that climax, was, was great. Oh, that had it was every... Great. It wasn't, you know, I mean, and, and here's another thing, where you could tell this movie was great and funny and, and it didn't have to try to be funny. When you have an inanimate object like a cape, that's <laughs> funny as hell. That's the funniest character without even in the movie. Trying, it, right? You know... He, I could say he he, he was a uh, the cape was a scene stealer. <laughs> yeah, that's what me and my friend said. My friends, me and my friend said, I would do the cape was the funniest character in the movie. <laughs> yeah, that's Strange himself. Which I didn't right. think Doctor Strange was gonna be so funny, but he is very funny with his sarcastic humor. Yeah, 
it, it, exactly. It, it, it just it was it was great all around. It really it really was great comedic timing, great shooting, great story. I thought Doorman could have been a little scarier looking. I th- I figured he would be more menacing. The way he looks in the comics, he's scary as shit in the comic books. And the movie right. wasn't as scary looking. He reminded me of the villain from Tron, you know, from the original Tron. But right, right. Master Control, MCU. So, I mean, except for that, except for that, I, there was no problems. I, I thought everything, I even thought Mads Michelson, the fact that he was telling jokes as him and Doctor Strange are trying to kill each other, and they're yeah. still joking and quipping with each other. It's like, this is so good and entertaining. And it I wasn't can't wait forced. To the movie. That, that, that's that's the key thing. Yeah. Here. It wasn't forced. It just it came out like there's two two enemies that are fighting to the death, but yet cracking on each other. As, you know, as yeah. they're fighting, it, it, it came. He's like, you don't, you don't you don't know how to use that thing, do you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think what I feel I like. I think they took the Ant Man formula where. I know we know eighty percent of this audience are not Doctor Strange fans, but right. we're gonna make you like him because we're gonna write it like we write Iron Man and, and Ant Man and Captain America, you know. And they did, and they did. They made a character that people don't know. They made him lovable, likable, and I want to see a sequel. I can't wait for more sequels. I'm looking yeah. forward to Doctor Strange two more than I'm looking forward to the the next Captain America movie if they have one. And the, the growing that. process, the, you know, the evolution of of Stephen Strange, you know, granted it it was two hours and ten minutes long, but you know, you basically use your imagination, saying, okay, I know he didn't learn all this stuff in an hour, you know, it yeah. it took time, but again, the way they filled those gaps was perfect. That would that could have been a that could have been a huge, you know, not a huge error, but it could have been a mistake. Yeah, a big crazy there. Um, but by having the boring, the you know the boring plot subplot or whatever during that part, but it just flowed so naturally. Oh, thank you. And you know that's important is the whole flowing naturally because the minute they have a scene that's really has a lot of downtime, people are gonna get bored and they're gonna start looking at the ceiling. Then they're gonna start thinking about what movie was better. This movie did not have one boring part at all. It just moved, moved, and moved. And, I mean, I, I was so excited for this film. And it didn't let me down. And I was very happy for that. Not one let down. As was I. I concur. So, um, for me, I'm going to give this thing 9 out of 10 film reels. Extremely entertaining. Worth watching four different times. I agree. I, I agree with see, the nine out of ten. Definitely seen in three D, everybody. Yes, I I agree. I give it nine out of ten as well. Cool. Yeah, so, it's a must um, see it in three D. Definitely. And if you haven't seen it, ladies and gentlemen, this will be the film that this will be the character that sets it off for Infinity War. He's got a very important part. In the comic books, he's a very important part, and I totally believe because of the success of this movie that he's going to have a strong part in Infinity War. Oh, he, he, and he has to. I mean, now, I now that we know... Fight with the Avengers. Right. Now that we know what we know, basically, and you'll have to see the movie to know what we're talking about, but you know the Infinity... You know, he will definitely be 
in the Infinity Wars, and I'm and I'm I'm almost positive he'll have a big part in that as well. Good, that'll be awesome. Can't wait to look forward to seeing the Doctor Strange sequel. We both gave it high film reels. Um, one of the biggest things is that this film is flawless. It's visually entertaining. It's flawless. It moves from one point to the next. It never keeps you bored. And it's fun. It's a lot of fun to watch, which Marvel gets right. DC has no clue how to even make a film. They can get from yeah. the beginning to the end of the film, and I was I, there's no entertainment value. Yeah, and that's the thing, too, with, with Marvel movies, as you said. The combination of a story, of action, and comedy. You know, yep. superhero superhero movies or action movies aren't known for really being funny. Um, however, Marvel knows how to throw in those little quips, those little zingers at just the right time. And I said it like four times, I'll say it again, it doesn't feel forced. It just flows no. naturally. No. And that's what makes yeah. it funnier. You're right. So, guys, we're at our time limit right now. Thanks you for listening to uh, Great Moves AC Blaze and the crew, our Doctor Strange review. The next big film that comes out, when we find out what it is, we will do another show. But lately, yeah. there hasn't been any great films, so that's why we're not reviewing them, because yeah. no I one goes to watch them, so neither do we. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, thank you, guys. Sunday night, it's 11 p.m. Great Moves AC Blaze and the crew. I'm AC Blaze. I'm Mark Red. All right, see you next time, guys. Take care. Good night. Good night.